Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Demartini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show uh, continuation for those of you that have been listening for the last hour. Uh, continuing into this hour, Scott Bloom joining us here today, and I can't wait to talk with him. You know, Scott is the best-selling author of Waiting for Autumn and Summer's Path and co-founder of the popular inspirational website. You know, this is kind of interesting what I've learned. Okay, so when I first started to do this in 2003, Benny, I would have probably said, the inspirational website daily daily om right om i know but i've so evolved <laughs> as you have i have yeah but can't wait till scott's he's going to set us straight on this anyway uh, he's joining us here today we also participated in his book launch and i love it we get to participate in book launches um, for people that have such a powerful message out there, I can't wait to talk about you know talk with him uh, about his latest book. But more importantly, he's a filmmaker, he's a multimedia artist, he's collaborated with a bunch of authors, musicians, visual artists, and he writes about things that if you'd have, if you'd have talked to him about some of these topics ten years ago. He probably would have been banned from speaking in certain states. But joining me here today, we're going to be talking about, you know, what his latest Winter Moon Risings uh, Rises is about, why this is the third installment in a trilogy that includes Summer's Path and Waiting for Autumn. It's based on a personal journey into fatherhood. So, Benny, there's lots for you to listen to here. Oh, I got on my show. ears peeled. They're good. Uh, and uh, we're going to hear about what does it mean? What are some of the personal challenges that one goes through when they decide to write about certain topics? I know for me, uh, writing about what I'm writing about now, uh, the epic world, I am being hit with all sorts of challenges about that. But they're not about the writing. They're about a personal journey. Before we get started and bring Scott on, let's pull a prosperity card, Mr. Benny. All right, everybody. Action is the active ingredient that transforms my goals into reality. Ah, cooking up something good. It's a big cooking it up. Yeah. Set out with clear goals and positive expectations, then watch for guidance and take action. Being courageous enough to act on your intuition brings your goals into reality. Mm -hmm. I'm, I like I'm going to talk to Scott about that. Let's do it. Let's do it. Scott, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Thanks so much for having me. All right. I'm going to take this affirmation card, and this is where I think I'd like to start with you. Okay. So uh, um, about action. Yes. 
Um, yes, I, I believe that, that the first thing that, that you want to do is to come to terms with your own personal destiny, whatever that means. So then when you're moving, you're not just running around in circles, but you're actually doing something meaningful that's going to uh, be in alignment with your, your reason for being. So that, that's how I look at action. Mm. You know, let's talk about the other part of this in terms of winter moon rises. Uh, and we'll tell all our listeners about this uh, as we as we move along here. One of the things it says, which I'm finding uh, in showing up in my life, it says, you know, being courageous enough to act on your intuition uh, brings your goals into reality. I love that idea, being courageous enough to act on your intuition. I want to ask you, how, what kind of role? Does intuition play in the way you live your life, Scott? And and what role does it play in the books that you've authored? Well, I, I look at intuition as essentially the gateway between um, our physical bodies and our soul. So um, as I as I started this conversation, it, it's great that you started with it with action, it, because truly our, our personal destiny, the the way the reason that we're here on Earth is um, all about aligning ourselves with, with what are we supposed to be doing, how are we supposed to be um, helping the rest of the world. Um, my, I believe that the reason we're all, we're all on this planet is to leave the world in a better place than it was before we got here. And so um, the, the only way that we're going to do that um, in a very authentic way is to, do, uh, is to basically uh, go forth with what, what our um, soul contract was with the universe, what was the agreement that we made with ourselves um, and the universe before we were born. And um, that, that journey um, basically is, is um, it, it, the, the signpost that we use in order to find out if we're on that journey it, um, it is the soul communication with the rest of the planet. And the, and the easiest way to get in touch with that soul communication is through our intuition. So for me, it's absolutely imperative. I, I do everything I can to um, stay in concert with my intuition because my brain, although it's a, a really valuable tool for, you know, balancing my checkbooks or, or um, you know, memorizing um, uh, multiplication tables, it's not the best tool to use in order to find out what I'm supposed to be doing in my life. The intuition is definitely um, a much stronger tool for that. I, I, Scott, I love listening uh, listening to you. First of all, thank you for joining me here today. Let's give our listeners a little backdrop on what this third installment uh, in the best-selling series of, of these amazing novels is all about. First of all, I love the title. There's something about the title that I remember when Linda and I were talking about bringing you on and when we got the invitation to participate in the book launch, you know, I was looking at the title, Winter Moon Rises. And I, there's something about that title that's very personal to me, and yet I can't explain it. And I remember before, uh, you know, reviewing the book, I remember thinking, why is that such an emotional title for me? And I would love, and I waited to have you on the show to ask you about it. Let's give our listeners the backdrop of how this latest um, uh, creative piece from you fits into the trilogy. Well, um, basically, the trilogy um, is, is exploring three core issues in, um, at, in my life and, and hopefully in others that people can relate to. Um, the first one, Summer's Path, explores the concept of death and how death is, is not um, an end of one's life, but it's simply a transition transition um, along a continuum of existence. So basically that's what I was exploring in Summer's Path. 
And then the second um, installment of the series, Winter, um, Waiting for Autumn, explores love, which, in my opinion, is the you know the core energy that we can all draw from. It's it's almost like the embryonic uh, uh, fluid of of energy is love. It's something we can tap into. And then the third installment in the book, um, in some ways, is leading back to the um, the first one, which is uh, birth. And so, uh, in exploring the the, the topic of, of birth, one of the things I was I was truly uh, embracing was the world of unborn children and how um, we can connect to that wonderful world of unborn children um, and in some ways remember what it was like before we were born, but more important, um, as we're adults, connect to that world, which um, it, although it seems to be uh, difficult for some people, it becomes quite easy when you're on the journey to fatherhood or to parenthood, which is what um, I was doing when I was exploring this. You know, and part of this is exploring this in a... A metaphysical way as uh, you know that's what we're talking about here as well i mean there certainly is the physical aspect of it but there is the spiritual metaphysical aspect of it the things that we don't talk about too often in our society you know right absolutely um i i, I had a relationship with my unborn daughter for for several years before we became pregnant and um that was one of the um sort, sort of the the keys of of the uh, metaphysical uh, relationship that I had with the with the world of unborn children was through her, and so this this kind of set me off in my journey, which um, you know at, at at the beginning of the journey I thought was completely 100% um, a metaphysical experience, but when um, you know when the child is actually inside of the womb, uh, all kinds of uh, different issues open up within myself um, and it becomes, you know, initially metaphysical and spiritual from my, my background, but then quickly becomes emotional and then just identifying with, you know, what is the concept of, of um, a child, what is the concept of being, what is the concept of, you know, uh, parenthood. So all, all of these things were intermixed and, and my goal for all spirituality is to try to integrate that with my daily life. Um, and not not separate my my spiritual practice from my waking hours. So I, I have a con uh, a constant goal of of having a walking meditation and have every single moment of my life being present uh, present for that. And the only way that that truly happens is when you integrate um, all of the experiences you're having and 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 truly uh, bringing a child into the world is is uh, challenges you on all of those levels. You know, I love what we're talking about here because what I'm hearing you say is certainly a lesson that I'm learning. You know, you definitely are going to be my inspiration for finishing my book proposal because so often, Scott, and I love that we're talking about, we're going to, de- we're going to delve more deeply into this when we talk about the book. But if we're not in, let me just say it like this, if we're not in spiritual practice, then aren't we in fact separated from source at those times. I wanted to ask you about that. I mean, I know it's a black and white question in an area that's not so black and white, right? Well, yeah, I mean, I think that the that the thing to keep in mind is um, that enlightenment isn't isn't a destination. It, right. it truly wow. is the journey. Mm-hmm. And um, all of us um, that are trying to be mindful with our, with our path um, will fall off of our path, you know, many times, um, in our life. In fact, I, I fall off of my path 
at least, you know, 12 or, or 1,300 times a day. I'm with you on that. <laughs> I'm right there. I've got bruises from falling <laughs> off it. You know, it's like I, when I got thrown from the horse. Exactly. You know, my exactly. butt is sore. <laughs> exactly. Our, our, our metaphysical butts are, are always exactly. sore. <laughs> I like that. I like it. Let's take a short break, Scott, because we've got lots to I love the book, by the way. Uh, and there's so many questions I have about it. But I, I want to make sure I don't give away the whole, like, book. Uh, but there are so many questions. I'm so fascinated by this and your connection. And I don't know if you know this, but Benny has twin boys that are uh, nine months old. Uh, and yeah, exactly. Thank you very much. Yeah, Thank you. and Thank you. Uh, so there is, he's paying uh, close attention to this. Scott, we're, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to be talking about this metaphysical connection, our soul's journey, the connection we have. What is it all about when we're thinking about unborn children? Is it possible to have a relationship with an unborn child that perhaps is not even yours? Oh boy, lots of questions. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat show. The root cause of disease is not what you think. Doctors are treating the symptoms, not the root cause, because they haven't been trained to do so. Dr. Alex Lloyd has developed a simple technique that has saved thousands of people from lives of frustrating and debilitating illnesses. This technique has been featured on national broadcast and cable television in People, Time, and USA Today. If you are ready to heal and tired of being treated, visit DrAlexHealingCodes.com, where you will find free life-changing information. Are you at a crossroads? Feeling stuck? I'm Karen Hager, the Fog City Psychic. My gift is helping people who are in transition receive spirit-led guidance about their next steps. I offer private sessions via phone or Skype, intuitive development classes, and much more. Please visit my website, fogcitypsychic.com, to find out how I can help you Move out of the fog. We are living in a time of great challenges and greater opportunity for transformation. The good news is that public awareness of the need for change is also growing exponentially. More than ever, your transformative message is needed to empower millions across the globe. Hi, I'm Dr. Pat, host of The Dr. Pat Show, and I'm excited about announcing an unprecedented opportunity for growth as we expand our broadcast by launching Transformation Talk Radio and the Transformation Network. Join me and a team of amazing people and host your own show on Transformation Talk Radio. Get ready to expand your horizons, tap into the best listeners anywhere, and join one of the most positive and expansive networks today. Historically, there came a time when the boundary of water was transcended as man developed the boat and the barriers of water became freeways. Join Dr. Pat as she launches this exciting venture. To host a show, call 1-800-930-2819 or email host at transformationtalkradio.com. If you've gone through a separation and feel disappointment, despair, loss of identity, and fear, there is a new pathway to joy for you. SoulWorks Coaching empowers you to go through this separation with soul and hope. So get ready to step into a new relationship with yourself and build a fabulous new life. Contact Monique today at 617-328-7113. That's 617-328-7113. And visit soulworkscoaching.com. Give yourself this gift of love today. 
The Ascension Foundation, serving to build an interdimensional community, presents Healing, a spiritual event, Saturday, December 3rd, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. in Seattle. The event features free mediumship and energy healing demos, lectures in crystal light therapy, alchemy, meditation, psychometry, and psychic art drawing with the masters. At 6 p.m., the doors open for a rare opportunity to experience hands-on healing by the Ascended Masters. To register for this evening's seance, go to theascensionfoundation.com. That's theascensionfoundation.com. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. I am so thrilled to have this best-selling author, Scott, Scott Blum, joining us here today. And he's joining us here today best-selling author, and I, I mentioned the trilogy, if you all have not uh, been familiar with it, uh, but he's a best-selling author of um, a book that we here at the Dr. Pat Show have been highlighting. Um, and uh, for many of you, if you've not read the other books and, and also have uh, you know heard of his feature film, Walk In, we'll talk a little bit about that. But today, you, you know, we're talking about Winter Moon Rises. It's such a fascinating title. And there's something about it that is that touched me the minute that I saw the title of the book. And of course, I I I I knew of Scott's other books, of, you know, that he had out there in the film. But there's something about this book that is that is has such a profound message for all of us, but also about our youth, our young people. Scott, thank you for joining us here today. It's great to have you on the show. I mean, I love 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 what you've been able to do. I love your books. Uh, this is really a conversation about discovering what you call the heart path and spiritual awakenings. And I love what you and I were chatting about before the break. Yeah, I do fall. I fall off my spiritual path a lot of times. We've got, you know, we've actually got some bruises, right? <laughs> yeah, You know, we've got some scars about what that's like. But the question then is, how do we get back up on it? Because I think that's the key. It's not how many times you fall off, is it? it? It's really how many times that you get plugged in so that we can support this relationship between heart path and spiritual awakening. Right, absolutely. I, I, I don't I don't think that, it, that um, it, it's actually that difficult. In some ways, um, getting back on is, is, is as simple as just having the intention that, that um, I am on a spiritual journey. I do want to make sure that I'm integrated with um, a world around me that's larger than just myself. I want to do, um, you know, what is in alignment with my um, with my own personal destiny and, and try to, um, you know, leave the world a better place than before I came. If you just keep those thoughts in mind, um, that intention, that, that um, in fact, Getting your getting out of your thoughts is probably more important than than keeping it in. But but using the thoughts as a gateway into your intuition, and then your intuition um, as a gateway into your intention. Then all you have to do is just in, simply intend and say, well, it doesn't really matter that I was on the ground here. What I'm doing is I'm moving forward. And so so just um, keeping that uh, keeping that in mind is all that really matters. One of the things that this book does is really does tap in to to this journey. Right. You know, winter moon rises. The, just the scent, just when I say that winter moon rises, there's such a both light and dark side to that book title. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> this, this is, but, you know, winter moon. Ooh, what does that bring in? But, you know, the, the book itself really looks at the journey. 
and talks about the relationships that we have. Let's talk about the spirit of the unborn children. And, and the question I had before the break, I mean, is it possible for ha- us to have relationships with unborn children that are not ours? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, first of all, you know, using using the word ours is, is kind of, um, know. you know, the, the whole possessiveness of, of another soul is it's very difficult for me to um, grasp onto anyway um, because I, I, I look at, um, at, at children as not creating a soul from nothingness just because, you know, you've conceived a child doesn't mean that that child doesn't exist beforehand. In fact, I, I look at, um, as I mentioned um, about my book, Summer's Past, I look at this um, entire continuum um, of existence and um, birth and death being two very important transitions, but they are just simply transitions within a larger um, a larger view of life. And so, um, of course, souls exist um, before they come into our life um, as they would after we, we leave the planet as well. So, you know, um, can, can you, um, you know, can, can you, it, you know, enjoy somebody's co- company at, at, at Starbucks. Of course you can, um, just because, you know, you don't happen to be related to them. So um, of, uh, in the same way, can you um, have a relationship with an unborn child that, that isn't um, uh, biologically yours? Uh, you know, of course, that's, there's all kinds of um, different ways of, of interacting with souls. So, um, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't really look at them as any different than, than uh, incarnate beings. Well, you know, when we take a look at these, and, you know, it's so interesting what's happening in our pop culture right now, Scott. A um, lot of movies about unborn children coming out. And I, I, I never thought I would say this e- either. A lot of vampire movies about unborn children coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, interesting. But they're in the context of some absolutely incredible, by the way, metaphysical, spiritual adaptations of things, right? Uh, I was, uh, and and your book uh, as well, talks about something that we don't talk about very often in our pop culture. And so, you know, this idea of having a spiritual connection to something unborn uh, may be new for some people, but for a lot of people, it is absolutely something that they feel most of the time however from the mother's point of view this is from your point of view yes absolutely i i say that that um that it sounds like a very strange idea to have um to communicate with an unborn child but um i'd say uh the majority of of women um when they're pregnant definitely have communicated with their unborn child. It, it's not um, it's not uncommon at all. And in, in fact, I believe that from an evolution standpoint, it's absolutely imperative for the um, for the mother and the child to connect. Um, you know, just just for um, survival's sake. So um, that that doesn't seem strange when you look at it that in that way. Coming from a father is is maybe less. Um, less acknowledged than the communication with, with the mother, um, and in some some of the experiences, I'm, I'm led to believe were somewhat unique um, that, that I had. But at the same time, I, I think that it's it's basically where we are within our evolution that um, we are coming together, and you know the whole concept of mo- mother and father needs to um, definitely be um, 
more symbiotic and and uh, balanced within not only um, you know within ourselves mm-hmm. but within our relationship and ultimately the world. So I, I believe that that's that that, that um, experience that I had is is happening more and more um, as as we evolve as a species. Well, I mean, the book also talks about uh, you know what we're in, in in relative to gender gender issues. Um, uh, and I want to talk about that a little bit more because I'll tell you what, I was really struck by a couple things here recently. Um, and I actually commented, I was walking down the street and I saw a young, a young dad dropping his uh, child off, uh, at the bus stop, right? Uh, walking to the bus stop. And I commented to a friend of mine and, and my friend, and I said, I said, oh my gosh, isn't that like amazing? She turned to me and she said, my father wouldn't be caught dead dropping us to the bus stop. And, you know, and that was the statement, right, about where we've been and where we've come uh, to this point. And so, you know, the gender issues that seem to show up in the book, do you believe they are unique to where we are today? And, you know, you as a young man as well, um, you know, what is your level of awareness of the fact that there still may be gender issues in our society? Well, I, I, I was brought up at the height of um, the feminist movement, and so I never really questioned um, the the fact that, that men and women were equal in every way. Um, so um, I, I never really looked at gender as, as even an issue um, within my own life, and um, I didn't acknowledge the differences pretty much ever until um, we were bringing a child into the world. And um, I, I then was struck by some, you know, very um, vivid uh, experiences and, and realizations that that um, we are different, um, that men and women are very, very different, and we're not equal. And one of the the main issues um, is simply that the that the mother carries the child and the father doesn't. Um, and so that um, that one little acknowledgement, which of course I knew intellectually, but I didn't know it um, on a soul level until I was, um, you know, on that journey of, of becoming a parent, that um, I, I needed to then um, identify my, uh, myself as not just um, a parent, but a father. And trying to understand what is a father, what is a good father, you know, my father... Um, my biological father left my mother when I was very young, and um, and and her second husband um, adopted me. And so I needed to come to terms with, you know, is uh, is the definition of a father someone who um, who brings life into this world from a biological standpoint, wow. or is it the nurturing? Wow, you know, that's a great question to hold for when we come back from break. Because it is a really important question, you know, and I and it really I'm really struck, Scott, by where it kind of takes me going back to the original conversation of, you know, I mean, actually, who are we to claim that something belongs to us and ignore what's outside of that framework that ignores the energy of that? When we come back, we're going to give you lots more information, tell you how you can get your copy of the book. Uh, And we're going to talk about soul contracts. You know, what are they? Are they a theme in Scott's book? And more importantly, what do they mean? Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. Disease, one of the most dreaded words in our vocabulary. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. Did you know traditionally we have viewed disease as a degenerative process? 
Disease is better understood when we view it as dis-ease in the human body. Dis-ease means without ease. Health is not merely the absence of disease. It's when every part of the body works together effortlessly, relaxed and at ease. It's that relaxed state that lets energy flow in waves through and around the entire body. Every organ has an electrical charge, and when overcharged or undercharged, dis-ease occurs. And it is an effort to go through our day. We are able to determine the exact disease of the body and design a specific solution to correct the nutritional imbalance. Contact us at 888-777-4232. That's 888-777-4232. And visit us at maryjanemack.com. Action Way and Emerald Sea combined give your body the complete nutritional foundation nature intended. Hi, this is Paul Bland. Since I have been drinking Action Way and Emerald Sea on a daily basis, I've started building the nutritional foundation that nature intended. I am 57 and my blood pressure is 120 over 78. I've lost 20 pounds. I have more energy and I feel great. For more information on building a foundation of nutrition naturally, visit C, that's S-E-A, and earth.com. Are you seeking clarity? Do worries about your health, job, parents, children, or pets keep you awake, tossing and turning at night? Are you considering a major life change? Looking for love? Do you want to create a life of joy? Let psychic Elizabeth Anglin help. Visit ElizabethAnglin.com or call 970-708-4838 to schedule your life-clarifying appointment today. Don't waste time being worried. Psychic Elizabeth Anglin at ElizabethAnglin.com or call 970-708-4838. Are you taking too many oral pain pills and concerned about side effects? Are you having trouble getting to sleep because of the pain? Well, I'm Lou Paradise. I had the same problems you have. Cured my pain, eliminated pain pills and their side effects by developing Topperson Pain Relief and Healing Cream. Topperson relieves pain without side effects. It doesn't burn, it doesn't smell, and it doesn't stain. But don't just take my word for it. Doctors, pharmacists, and pain specialists are using and recommending Topperson and ending the suffering for thousands of people just like you. We know you're hurt. We want to help. We're so sure Topperson will work for you, we offer a money-back guarantee. So if you want pain relief with no side effects, ask for Topperson or call 1-800-959-1007. That's 1-800-959-1007. Topperson, the last pain medicine you'll ever need, and you can sleep on that. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. Uh, Scott Blum joining us here today, best-selling author. Uh, I want to just mention to all of you that um, uh, you, if you have not gotten a copy of his books, uh, uh, the trilogy, you're definitely going to want to do that. For those of you that have gotten the first two, you're going to want to definitely get Winter Moon Rises. Scott, what's the best website for people to find out more about you? Uh, scottbloom.net, S-C-O-T-T-B-L-U-M.net. Okay. Now, I I think that we're talking about some things that, for our listening audience, people are going to get. Uh, and for many people that you've talked about, uh, or that you've talked with, the, the gazillion of interviews you've done, um, do you feel that this conversation about the spirit of an unborn child, right, um, is something that people are now resonating to. to. 
And I'm not really talking about the political issues around this. I'm actually talking about the metaphysical issues around this. And, you know, the idea that there are these soul contracts, even to the point, right, where your child, Benny's boys, may have selected each of you. Right. Well, that that is um, that is one of the core issues, um, and one of the the one of the aspects that I started the book with is that I truly believe that that um, that our children um, choose uh, our our parents. Um, we chose our parents, and that our children choose us as parents. Um, and it, it's a little bit of an extension of what I was talking before about that continuum of um, existence that happens before and after what we consider to be life on this planet. Um, when, when we sort of acknowledge that, that um, this, soul did it, this soul has existed before they come into our family in, in the uh, form that we're going to identify with, um, what we then start to realize that this, that this soul has a history and that they have acquired um, their own sort of karmic baggage along the way. Um, so when they're when they're ex, uh, sort of deciding which parents they want to um, to 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 be born to, one of the main things that they're trying to do is to find out you know about their own karmic um, compatibility with the karmic debt that they've acquired and um, the karmic journey that the parents have. And it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to have an easy time. In fact, most of the time, the universe uses difficult situations in order to help us learn what we're supposed to learn in our soul contracts. And our soul contracts are simply um, agreements with the universe about um, core issues that we need to learn. It's not, um, you know, it, it's not uh, aspects like, like you know, times tables or, or memorizing capitals of, right. of states, but it's, it's these core issues like um, love or compassion. And sometimes, you know, having a very, very difficult childhood, you know, growing up with no money and, and uh, father leaving and mother dying and, um, you know, all of these horrific things that can happen. Um, as a child. Well, there you go. You just you, you just outlined my childhood. <laughs> right. That 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 you then um, allow that the, that the universe could be uh, simply teaching you the lesson of compassion. You know, to to allow you to identify um, that this is an incredibly important um, need that we all need to um, learn, uh, so we can uh, begin to help others. So um, that's that's um, it, it seems like the the soul contract is a very complicated thing, but in, in actuality, it's, it's very simple, and, and it allows us to uh, to set ourselves on a path, um, you know, with our personal destiny that I was talking about previously. I love this. You know what? Because what you just said now just made perfect sense to me. Because what we're really talking about, if we take a look at our lives, each of us take a, takes a look at our lives, and you know, I was really struck by what you said because you basically did describe my childhood. Uh, you know, I remember, uh, my mom being picked up for shoplifting. We were all shopping and my mom being picked up for shoplifting, right? That's, that's kind of financially where we were, right? Uh, where she had to go, she had to steal clothes to put the clothes on her back for school, right? And I remember that. And I thought to myself over the years, you know, why was, why were those lessons so important to me? So, you know, so fast forward now, you know, I'm committed to helping people thrive in life and understand what that means, not necessarily in the materialistic sense, you know, but what was it I learned from some of those early childhood 
uh, pains. I mean, I was homeless at 17. So there is something that you learn from that. If it doesn't kill you here, Scott, though. Well, well, again, if it doesn't kill you, that's that's assuming that that um, light, that, that death on this planet means um, you know ceasing to exist, and, and mm-hmm. that's not true. So yes, it, it's very it's very um, possible that um, that that your that your exit um, might be helping not only yourself but others. You know, when a, when a loved one dies, the amount, the uh, profound impact that that has on on a family and friends is, is immeasurable. And um, you know, sometimes a um, a soul gives themselves, um, you know, to for the benefit of, of mm-hmm. others. So yeah. um, it's yeah. very complicated, it yeah. seems, um, on some levels. But but if you back up, it's actually quite simple. That um, you know, the all of these incredibly important events have um, right. huge repercussions. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, everyone that um, I've been close to that has passed um, enormous lessons, not only in their, their when they were living, but in their passing. I want to talk with you about some of the characters. Let's talk about some of the characters in the book. And you, you know, I mean, as 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 we're reading the book, right? I mean, it is really clear that there are levels of fear in this book and anxieties in this book that are very akin to the level of fear and anxieties that uh, people are facing now worldwide. I, I want to talk about some of the characters in the book, if we could just give people a sneak preview, and, you know, some of the fears and some of the anxieties that do show up here. Well, um, I, I'd say that the um, that the the main characters in the book are um, the Scott and Madison, which are named after myself and my wife, Madison, um, uh, my, my wife and co-founder of Daily Ohm, um, and the fears that that we have are um, sort of mirror our, our own um, in life. We we spent um, nearly 20 years together before we decided to bring a, um, a child into this world. So it was a very deliberate um, choice that we made. And um, you know, one of the the fears that um, that my wife had was, you know, am, am I too old to have a child? Um, you know, I think that that's a core fear that um, that have been uh, beat into um, all, all uh, females' heads throughout the uh, throughout their childhoods. Um, you know, so that was a, a major portion of it. And then for me, um, you know, am I am I ready to be a parent? Um, even after 20 years, um, you know, do I have do I have the money? Um, can I afford to 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 uh, support this child in a way that that I w- wish that I would have been supported? You know, can I pay for college? You know, those types of issues, which then um, quickly evolved into, am I worthy to be a parent? Can I can I actually offer them anything meaningful? Um, money aside, just just from a wisdom standpoint, that's going to um, be able to help them um, in in this this quickly evolving world that that, that we're living in now. Um, who you know, just keep in mind how the world has evolved in the last. 20 years and what's going to happen in the next 20 years now that, you know, the spiritual um, revolution is upon us. Um, all of these issues were incredibly um, uh, debilitating for me, and, and I think that the one that, that um, caused the meltdown was the whole was the whole concept of, of uh, gender. That was one of the, the main ones, but without getting distracted on that one, but um, I would say that, that uh, that's that was one of the big issues, and, and what I needed to do was come back to center and realize that um, that I needed to to draw strength from you know the the universe that that this was truly my path, and um, 
not shoulder this responsibility on my own, but but more important, uh, began to draw from um, my my ancestors um, because that that was what I needed um, at that moment. The idea of bringing a child into this world, I was um, essentially participating in extending our family line and our central our ancestral right. Uh, line and the fact that I was adopted and um, completely uh, disconnected myself from from my family on many levels, um, you know, was I was trying to shoulder all of this on my own. And so I, I truly needed to acknowledge um, my, my ancestors and, and, and do everything I could to participate um, in, in an ongoing continuum of a family line instead of trying to do it all myself. Well, you know, and this is really kind of uh, the question about you, uh, and I, and this is what I would really like to explore because I think you're a perfect example and so relatable to all of us uh, listening to you. I mean, how do you, Scott? How do you describe your life's journey? You know, when you think back about you beyond what you just shared, when you think back about you, uh, do you ever think about, oh my gosh, when uh, as an unborn Scott? You know, this is why I chose this. This is what my message is. This is why I'm here. This is what I'm meant to do. Do you contemplate that, or is it simply a place of knowing for you? Yeah, I I, I think it's more of a place of knowing. I I don't find um, sort of going back. I I think that everybody has... um, they find strength uh, in different healing modalities, and I think that uh, that type of work is, is very helpful for, for many people. But um, what, what I have done in the past is, um, of course, I, I, I started my spiritual path on the, on the same way that most people start it, which is to heal myself. Um, and then once I began to heal myself, you know, my friends and family and, and ultimately, um, you know, my own family line, um, I, I think that that, that the, that was sort of the place in my journey, uh, the place um, of my journey at this moment. And so reflecting um, on my own previous um, lives don't really matter to me so much because I'm just trying to spend um, all of my energy that I can, um, you know, being in the moment as much as possible. And um, I feel like I have so much to do on this planet right now um, that that um, I, I don't really want to spend too much time outside of it. My own personal spiritual journey started where I was spending um, the majority of my energy getting out of this planet and getting into the spirit world and out of my body and, um, you know, essentially ignoring everything that I had going on on this, uh, you know, in, in this body and um what I had manifested here. And so um, I think that was one of the big lessons I learned early in my spiritual uh, journey that um, what I, what I'm, the reason I'm here is to be here and to learn the lessons that I have on this planet. And so that, that's, that's where I'm at right now is I'm just it. trying to be here. I love it. You know, well said. Trying to be here and, you know, pick ourselves off when we fall off that spiritual horse, I'm telling you. I don't know about you, but I've had my spiritual horse kick me a few times. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like 
Pay attention, Pat. Let's take a short break. When we come back, we're going to be talking about some of these incredible rituals, exploring those ancient rituals in this book, some of the unseen worlds. What are they? What is ancestral healing? You know, we can only give you a snippet of Winter Moon Rises. You're going to have to get the book uh, and find out for yourself. When we come back, how are rituals uh, uh, in right now in our pop culture, in our world, how are these rituals being let's just say, exposed to a greater population. Why are they important? And do you know how to participate? We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. What are we attracting in our life and relationships and why? And how can we let go of attracting and being attracted to things that may not serve us? Peter Kane has been facilitating deep relationship work for over 30 years. Author of The Monogamy Challenge, Creating and Keeping Intimacy. Peter is passionate about bringing aliveness into your life and relationships. Contact Peter Kane for counseling, coaching, or breathwork. Visit peterkane.org or contact Peter Kane at 425-802-2050. Naturopathic doctor, founder of the Martha's Vineyard Holistic Retreat, and author of the New York Times bestseller, 21 Pounds in 21 Days, Dr. Ronnie Deleuze has helped tens of thousands of people, including celebrities and athletes, with her message of lifestyle change. Now, Dr. Ronnie Deleuze wants to help you. You, too, can be saved. Email Dr. Ronnie Deleuze at info at ronniedeleuzeonradio.com and visit mvholisticretreat.com. Dr. Ronnie Deleuze, your partner in wellness. Do you hear voices? Do you see and know? Are you fascinated by the discussions about spirituality? Are you trying to connect with your own true self, your inner calling and your transformation, but need some assistance on your path? Meet Natalie, spiritual teacher and guide, happy to empower you to truly get to know, be and love yourself so you can experience true happiness and freedom. Contact Natalie at natalieathealingisis.com or Facebook Natalie. Do you dream of being on the amazing race? Well, here's your chance. Grab a friend and prepare for an exhilarating race around the city when City Solve Urban Race comes to your city. Teams of two will solve clues and face fun challenges while racing around the city. The winning team gets $300 and a chance to be in the Las Vegas Championship race to compete for a grand prize of $5,000. Not only will you have a ton of fun, you'll also be helping a good cause. A portion of the proceeds will benefit a local charity. To start racing, go to City solveurbanrace.com I was dealing with anxiety and depression and nothing seemed to help me then I started to work with Dr. Schaub's breakthrough program in just a few sessions he helped me to finally understand and heal the deeper root cause of my challenges as a result I feel more centered and confident than ever before and now I have the tools which will continue to support me throughout my life's journey Dr. Schaub's approach has changed my life Hello, I'm Dr. Friedman Schaub, and I work with people across the globe to help them break through anxiety and depression and access their true potential. If you are ready to bring back confidence, joy, and meaning in your life, call us to schedule a free phone consultation at 866-903-MIND. That's 866-903-6463, or visit our website at CellularWisdom.com. That's CellularWisdom.com. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. I am so thrilled about Scott Blum's latest book, 
uh, Winter Moon Rises. There's so much in this book that is so relevant to some of the experiences that people are are going through these days. You know, whether they are moments in your spiritual journey uh, or your daily journey that taps you into something, a source greater than yourself, some kind of connection that you make to somebody, but you don't understand why you're making it. Or somebody who pass on the street and, you know, you just feel an energy about them. You know, some of the children in your life. Uh, in my own case, which is so fascinating for me, is, you know, the relationship I I, I, I seemingly have with one of my dearest friend's granddaughter, uh, who just turned four years old. As a matter of fact, uh, such a connection, I'm going to talk to Scott about this, such a connection that I actually predicted that this child would be born four weeks prior to her birth date. And I believe me, I don't even have a clue about how I knew that. Uh, Scott, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show again. I love that we're going to be talking about rituals. What do you think about what I said about uh, little Cassidy's birthday? Uh, when Ruthie was carrying her, she wasn't supposed to have uh, the baby till uh, like November or something, right? And I, I just turned to her one day and I said, you know what? You're not going to have a Scorpio baby. You're going to have a Libra baby and you're going to have it around here. Well, I, I think that um, that that we all have an opportunity to uh, reconnect with our soul family, mm. and that's what it felt like to me when you were saying that. I kind of got a hit that that you had a relationship with with this soul um, in a previous lifetime. So I, I think that um, our soul family isn't um, it doesn't necessarily align a hundred percent with our. Um, with our biological family, and so it's good to to um, be sensitive to those connections that we have. Some of those connections are going to be the most powerful connections we're going to have um, in this lifetime. Some of them are are going to only be brief, where you're going to see somebody in a subway, and you're going to know that you that you um, that, that you know them for for many many years before. And all you need to do is simply acknowledge that you're not alone. Um, and you never see him again in this lifetime. And others, um, you know, you you actually end up, um, you know, marrying or or having um, a longer term relationship with. But um, but these soul these soul connections in my life anyway are probably the most powerful connections that I have with anybody. You know, I haven't really asked any because I don't like to put him on the spot. Um, but I I often wondered, you know, from a man's point of view, and 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 definitely your book points to this. You know, but from a guy's point of view, you know, what that relationship is before the children get born. In Benny's case, he has two beautiful young boys um, that all of us got to um, be part of uh, the journey along the way with Benny. Uh, for those of us that know Benny, we get to see him every day, not Lindsay so much. But, um, but you know, we have this relationship with him and the joy that he had along the way and then the birth of his children and the joy that he has um, but there is this idea of rituals, and I think we all have them, whether it be with an unborn child or with that child as a child grows up. You really do highlight rituals in the book. Can you talk about why that's so important and and why that's so relevant today? Well, I think that the, that ritual is um, probably one of the most important things that we can do um, in today's day and age, especially because um, as a society, um, well, backing up a little bit, the reason to have a ritual is to essentially connect with something larger than yourself. 
Um, and so it's a, it's, it's a tool in order to, to acknowledge and connect with um, something larger than yourself. And, and today it's absolutely necessary because we have um, evolved into this, this hyper-individualistic society. Um, I think that the Internet has, has definitely encouraged that, um, where we can um, basically placate to every single one of our micro-niche um, interests that we might have um, and isolate ourselves um, from a, uh, in, in a very real way from, from not only um, a casual meeting of, of people that you might uh, meet um, in social situations, but in some ways um, our own families. And so I, I, I believe that, that the first thing that you need to do is to acknowledge the fact that, that we are interdependent and we're not interdependent on a, um, you know, kind of a what can you do for me sort of Internet way, but um, how can we all come together um, on a soul level and an energetic level and, and truly uh, connect to each other uh, on a metaphysical level. So, um, you know, I, I think that once you you first acknowledge that that um, that, uh, that rituals are an, uh, an an important tool in order to ha- to handle that, then um, one of the things that you'll naturally come, at least for me, what I did, is to take that to the next step and use those uh, rituals in order to connect to um, my my ancestors. Mm. And um, I, you know, the, the the concept of of an ancestral line, especially when you're bringing a child into this world, is is so hugely important. And and uh, rituals are are an amazing tool in order to um, allow you to start connecting to those ancestors, especially if um, many of those ancestors have have moved on and and uh, are no longer with us on this planet. Yeah, I wanted to bring something up, and we don't have a, a lot of time to go into detail about it, but I did want to bring something up that you and I were talking about during the break. One of the misconceptions that there is when we are having these spiritual conversations, right, that religions do not have uh, rituals. That is so far from the truth. So for those of you out there that are listening that are saying, you know what, I am part of a religious organization and the whole conversation about rituals doesn't apply to me. And I wanted to just say to you, I grew up in the, in the Catholic religion. We had a lot of amazing rituals. You see what I'm saying, Scott? So there is this area now that I just want to make sure that we cover. You see what I'm saying? Right, absolutely. I mean, I think that that religions um, have some some very important things to offer uh, certain people. I think that 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 like um, all of us, um, humans are flawed, and and humans that are um, involved in religious organizations are flawed because we all are. Um, and I think that you're going to find you know a spiritual path that works for you. My experience is that um, that you. Religion is is sort of the knowledge of spirituality, and um, that knowledge um, is is a good gateway for people. I think that if you if you um, do some of these rituals that are involved in in, in your churches, um, that that over time those are going to start to seep in, and you're going to have your own personal connection with what you're being connected to. If if you can um, if you can have that personal connection, um, you know within your within your church. Um, or your religious group, that that's fantastic. You should continue to do that. But if you're just doing it for no reason, then maybe you should, um, you know, widen your net a little bit and find something that allows you to connect um, on a on a deeper soul level with um, with something bigger than yourself. 
I love it. Scott, let's give out your website one more time. I love the book. And thank you so much for giving us a full hour of your time. I so appreciate you. Excellent. Thank you very much. Um, my website is scottbloom.net, S-C-O-T-T-B-L-U-M.net. And if you uh, end up buying the, the book, even at your local your local uh, favorite shop, um, definitely go on my website and put in your email address, and you can win a, a lovely um weekend for two at uh, the Mount Chester Resort, which is uh, featured in the book. Oh, my gosh, and it's one of the most beautiful places. Scott Bloom, everybody, thank you for tuning us in, turning us on. Mary Jane Mack tonight at 6 o'clock on BBS Radio. We'll see you then.